Most of us have had seasons where we believe that one seat, one setting, and one serving was enough. Most of us soon experience a shift where one seat, one setting, and one serving will no longer suffice. Building a bigger table makes more room for more people. Building a bigger table makes more room for possibilities. Building a bigger table makes more room for purpose. Building a bigger table makes more room for the power and the presence of God. Over the next three years, we are building a bigger table. Through this campaign, it's our purpose to provide more room to serve Shelby County. Beginning with the construction of our new Alabaster campus, we'll provide triple the space of our current facility, which we have far outgrown. There'll be more room at the table for those in Alabaster and surrounding communities. After the completion of our Alabaster campus, we'll focus on a new facility for our Columbiana campus to provide more room at the table. Throughout the campaign, it's also an objective to add much needed full-time staff to our team. So why are we building a bigger table? Because we want a seat for you and your friends and your family. We want more room for others to find a passion for God, a passion for people, and a passion for purpose. We are building a bigger table so we can all live life on purpose together. So pull up a seat. We're making room for you. Join us in not only providing your seat, but to provide a seat for others. God bless you, and we'll see you at the table. Today, we begin a brand new series called Building a Bigger Table. I titled your message today, Feel the Table. And all this message comes from this thought in Luke chapter 14, verse 23. It says, So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge everyone and anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. I love this verse of scripture because there's someone throwing a party and he wants to ensure that his house is full. He wants to ensure that his house is full so much that he says, go out and look in the hedges and compel people to come in. I love that thought of someone just peeking in the hedges, just looking for people so that his house would be full. As a single man in my home, I had just a little small TV tray. And when I would eat dinner at night or sitting in front of the TV in the living room, I just had a little, little platform table that I would sit and eat on. And then when I got married, my wife said, well, we need a table. We need a real table. The little platform suddenly wouldn't do. And so we bought a small little table that she and I could sit at. And then when we bought our home just a few years ago, she said, we need a big dining room table. And I said, sweetheart, there's not but two of us. Why do we need a big table? And she said, so that when everyone comes over, everyone has a place to sit. See, there's seasons where one seat, one setting, one serving may do. But then when God begins to do the heart of God and you begin to walk in the heart of God, suddenly one seat is not enough. The heart of this series in building a bigger table is exactly that. That the heart of God for Cultivate Church is that this house would be full. And that has always been the heart of Cultivate Church. Even when we launched this church in 2012, everything that we have ever done has always been with the thought of other people in mind and providing a place for people to discover what it means to live life on purpose. We hope that people develop a passion for God, which then develops a passion for God's people. 
and then a passion for their purpose in ways that they can serve others and introduce Jesus into their lives. In our uh, second year as a church, we moved out of the high school that we were meeting in. So we found one building that we could find in our city. It wasn't the best building. It wasn't the best location, but it's what God had given to us. So we moved into that building, and quickly, in 2014, we just began to experience growth and life change taking place in the people of our city coming into our church. And that very year, we actually expanded to two worship experiences just to provide room for more people to have a seat at the table. And then in 2016, we expanded to three worship experiences because we had been experiencing such growth between 2014 and 2015 and then 2016. Our church actually doubled by 50% of people that were showing up and life change that was taking place. So in that third experience, we made another seat at the table so that the house would be full. From there, we continued to grow as a church, and in 2018, we launched a second campus about 20 minutes away from our current location in Alabaster, and we did that so that we could continue to provide more room so that the house would be full. The heart of God is that His house would be full. And so today, I want to talk to you about filling the table. This series, this building a bigger table, is actually a a campaign, it's a process, it's a vision for the next three years of the heart of our church. And if you're a part of Cultivate Church, I want to encourage you today to lean in really close because we're going to share vision and heart with you today of what we see God doing in the life of our church over the next three years as we begin building a bigger table. Some of you may be watching today and Cultivate Church is not your home and you're going, well, I don't really, I don't really have any part of that or any investment in that. But I want to encourage you today because the very principles that we're going to talk about is what we're living out, our purpose as a church family, is going to apply to your life as well because I really believe, and we accept this around here, that God has purpose for our lives greater than what we do on a day-to-day basis. And I believe that today God's going to speak some vision into your life. So over the next three years, we're going to be entered into a campaign where we are going to be building a bigger table. There are several uh, things that we want to accomplish out of this, and the biggest goal that we want to do is we want to be able to, we want to, be able to, to raise $700,000 to be able to provide more seats at the table. You say, Pastor Brennan, how in the world are we going to do that? Why would we want to do that? Well, because we believe what the Bible teaches about building a bigger table and providing more seats at the table for more people to receive life change. So our goal is $700,000 in this campaign over the next three years. Many of you know we are currently right now moving our alabaster facility right across the street from where we are locally, if you know our local location. and We're going to be nearly tripling the size of our location. That's a lot more seats at a much bigger table so that we can do what Jesus has called us to do, and that's to go out and to compel people to come in to hear the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. We're already in the process of moving this facility. We are all in the, the preliminary phases of getting all of our drawings done. You can see much of this on your screen. And we're really excited over the next few weeks we're going to be unveiling pieces of that as we go along. Not only are we are we making more seats at the table for our Columbia uh, Alabaster campus, but we also want to provide more seats at the table for our Columbiana campus. So in this process of of fundraising this goal, we want to be able to expand the seats 
and build a bigger table at our Columbiana campus as well. And through this process, it's our heart, uh, a part of this campaign is to be able to provide more opportunities for people to step into their purpose and their calling in serving on full-time staff here at Cultivate Church. Together, we're walking in this, building a bigger table. So there are more seats at the table for more people to experience the possibilities of God, the power of God, the potential that God has for their life, and the presence of God that he can bring into their life. So I want to challenge you today as we begin this journey of building a bigger table that you would take this journey with us, that you would catch the vision and the heart of God today for what he's doing inside of our lives. So I want to pray for us that we could just receive the word that God is going to speak to us today. So Father, we love you. We thank you today for loving us enough to drop this vision into our heart and into our life. May we receive it today. I pray for every person that's watching that is a part of Cultivate Church that this vision would continue, God, just to leak outside of their life because we know it's in every one of us but that call Cultivate Home. For those who are watching that are not a part of this church family or maybe any church family, I pray today, God, you'd speak to them where they are. Put vision for their life and purpose inside of them. Let today in your word, God, bring it out of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Just so that you know, as we enter into this Building a Bigger Table campaign over the next three years and this series over the next few weeks, we've never done this as a church. Our church turned eight in 2020, and we've never done this in the eight years that we've existed as a church. As a church, we've always tried to follow as closely as we could the heart of God. The main thing has always been the main thing, and that's life change in Jesus. And that is the heart of this, that is we're providing seats at the table. It is so that more people... Can, can experience that life change that we have experienced in Him. And so today, I want to give you three reasons as to why we believe that we are supposed to do this. And the first is this, write this down, because we believe that people are worth searching for. We believe that people that don't know Jesus, that have not experienced life change in Jesus, they are worth searching for. If you've got your Bible with you, if you've got your notes on the screen, you can go with us to Luke chapter 15. We're going to spend some time there this morning in just a few verses of Scripture that Jesus shared in a parable. A parable is a story that Jesus tells. In Luke 15, he actually shares three different parables, two of which we'll talk about today. He talks about a shepherd and his sheep. He talks about a woman and her money. And then he talks about a father and his son. Today we're going to talk about the shepherd and the sheep and the woman and her money. And I want you to look at the scripture with me. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? The next verse, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. So Jesus sets the tone for us in this story. He says, what happens if a man has 100 sheep and then he loses one? And I love the fact that Jesus is asking about the one that is lost. And then he says, what's he going to do about it? Then he asks us about this woman who has 10 silver coins and she loses one. What is she going to do about it? I want you, if you're taking notes and if you can, maybe you got your Bible, just underline the word one, because that's significant here. Jesus, although there are a hundred sheep, one is lost, and there are still 99 other sheep, Jesus is painting a picture of the importance of the one. Sure, a lady has 10 coins, and she only loses one. She still has nine others, but there is great significance still to the one. 
There are some things in our life that maybe don't carry the same significance. I mean, if you have a pen and you lose a pen, most of us, we don't, we don't go searching for it. We just grab another pen out of the holder and we don't worry about that one. But when it's something of great significance, it matters a whole lot. I served as a youth pastor for 10 years. I love student ministry and I love young people. Every year we would take kids out of state on youth trips and we would do a lot of fun things with all these kids. And if I took 100 kids on a trip out of state, sure, every one of those kids have unique personalities and they're all kids. And if I only came back with 99, I only lost one. I mean, think about it. In, in, if you were a betting person and you said, hey, if I had a 99% chance I was going to win the lottery, that's pretty good odds. If I return home and say, hey, look, we lost one kid. I've got 99 others. That's, that's not bad. 99 out of 100, not that bad. Now, it's not that bad unless you're the parent of the one that is missing. Now, maybe you're going, well, <laughs> that's, that's not that big of a deal. I had two kids. I only came back with one. That's fine. But the reality is 99 out of 100 is not 100. And the heart of God is that we would experience the 100%. The heart of God is that His house would always be full. Scripture says, sure, He's got 100 sheep, but one of them is gone. It's lost. What are you going to do? The woman, sure, she has, she has other coins. She has nine others, but the one was important. As a matter of fact, the value of that one coin was worth about a day's wage for this woman. It was very important. It was worth searching for. We believe that people are worth searching for. We believe that providing other seats at the table, it's worth searching for. It's worth building a bigger table so that we can go and search for those who've not experienced the heart of God, the power of God, and the presence of God, and the life change of God. It is worth going and searching them out, providing another seat at a bigger table for them. The problem with that is that we often confuse our valuables with our value. We look at people sometimes and we determine their value by their valuables. We look at how they're dressed and we look at how much money they make. We look at what they drive. We look at where they live. We look at all of these things on the outside. And sometimes we think, well, we just like it just the way we are. But at Cultivate Church, we say it every single week. We believe that every person matters and no one is just a face in the crowd. We absolutely 100% believe that this is a whosoever will place to experience a whosoever will God. And we are willing to search for the one that is lost. We are willing to search, leave the 99 and put our focus and our attention on the one that is lost. Search them out so that they would return to the fold. To find that one lost coin that is still of value and and bring it back to 100%. Just because it's lost does not mean it doesn't have its value. If I lose $50 and you find that $50, it didn't lose its value because I lost it. It was still valuable when you picked it up. And just because we may not know who Jesus is, just because there's people in our community may not have experienced it yet, just because they don't live like the Bible says that they ought to live or think the way the Bible says they ought to live, they are still valuable and they are still worth searching for. Listen, I love our church because I love the heart of our church. I love what's happening in our church. It's why we're providing more seats and building a bigger table. 
We have a church where life change happens often. One of my favorite stories recently is, is a guy named Daniel Odom. Daniel spent much of his life addicted to every kind of drug imaginable. From the age of 12 years old until nearly 40 years old, he lived a life absolutely chained and addicted to drugs and all kind of substance use. Literally almost lost his life. It's a miracle that he is here today. But he has experienced the life change and the absolute power of Jesus. And just last week, he stood on a platform and shared his incredible story of where God has taken him and what God has done in his life. And church, I am telling you today that there are thousands of Daniel Odoms right in our backyard. People that just need to experience the power of Jesus, that need their life impacted because of the power of God, that can set them free and can change their life. And today, I'm telling you, they are worth searching for. So church, as we are building a bigger table, as we're setting aside our lives and laying ourselves down, as, as the 99, as we, as we are contemplating what to do about the one, today I'm encouraging us to say, let's provide a bigger table. Let's build that table so there's more room, there's more seats, there's more servings for people to sit at the feet of Jesus and experience His love. So what will we do? Number two, people are worth uh, sacrificing for. People are worth sacrificing for. They're worth searching for and they're worth sacrificing for. Look at the scripture with me in Luke chapter 15. The, Jesus continues this story by saying, Won't he lead the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Jesus says, This surely, this shepherd, he's going to lead the 99 others to go get the one. That's important again. Jesus is still emphasizing the one that is lost. And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And then with the woman, won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? Church today, people are worth searching for because they're valuable. And because they are valuable and they are the sons and daughters of God and he loves them so much, they are worth us sacrificing for I love the Bible paints this picture of the shepherd who would go and when he finds that sheep, he didn't scold the sheep. He didn't try to intimidate the sheep. He didn't tell the sheep how he should have known better. He didn't try to tell the sheep that he needs to get his act together. He literally went to the sheep. He picks him up and puts him on his shoulders. The shepherd carries the burden. The shepherd carries the weight. The shepherd carries him from a place of fear and isolation and danger and he returns him back into the fold where he can be protected and where he can be loved and where he can learn not to wander off again on his own. God is so wanting you and I in our back door, in our community to go to where people are, search them out and sacrifice ourselves in order to carry them back to the place of God. Listen, that woman, surely she would, she would light a lamp. Surely she would begin sweeping the floors, tearing the house apart to look for that coin because it's worth the sacrifice. Listen, if you lose your car keys, you will turn everything upside down in order to find what you need because it is valuable. It's worth searching for. And you'll sacrifice all the order in your home and all the time until you find it. 
And that's who we are at Cultivate Church. Listen, when we say we live life on purpose, it is not just a tagline. It is not just a, a slogan. It is our heart, and it is the heart of the people of this church. Every day, I'm so amazed at the stories I hear of what just happens out in your everyday life and in your community. I'm blown away on the weekends as we give ourselves and sacrifice to serve other people. These are just some things that happen at our church every week from our C team, the people who are on teams that make it happen every week. Listen, we have parkers, we have greeters, we have ushers, we have people who make coffee, we have kids ministry from little babies up until 12-year-old students. We have youth ministry that meets every single Wednesday night loving on kids, leading worship, teaching them about the things of God, listening to their problems, providing fun things for them to do. We have video team. We have light team. We have people who run screens and media. We have a sound team, worship team. We have people that drive a van every single week all the way to downtown Birmingham to bring our brother Brian mission family to church with us on Sundays. We have people that take their time to drive 30 minutes one way, 30 minutes back, 30 minutes back down there, and 30 minutes back. It's amazing what people do to sacrifice. We have a cleaning team that keeps our facilities beautiful. We have an admin team. We have social media team. We have website team. We have people that run our app. We have small group teams. We have so many people, I could go on and on, that sacrifice so well in so many places so that Cultivate Church can be a place of life change. So that there are seats at this table to receive from God. Why are we building a bigger table? Because we're providing more seats at the table for more people to experience what you are doing for them. People are worth searching for, and church, we've experienced they're worth sacrificing for. Listen, every weekend, five worship experiences pre-COVID per weekend, and then students on Wednesday nights. Five worship experiences that we would facilitate on a weekend. Why? Because when one is absolutely full, we never said, well, this is okay. We're full, we're at capacity. We said, no, we're going to step it up and we're going to provide more seats. We're going to build the table, more room for people to come. Why? Not to hear us, but to experience the presence and the love, the power of God. And that five experiences, it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of effort. It takes all of these teams, all these people, giving of themselves, sacrificing in order for it to happen. But people are worth sacrificing for. In 2019, 152 people responded through a Connect card on a Sunday morning saying, I gave my heart and my life to Jesus today. 152 people. Their eternity was changed because of the sacrifice that you give to impact their lives. In 2019, we gave right at $62,000 to missions so that we could take the gospel from inside of this house and we could take it out of the four walls. We gave to 22 different organizations. We helped plant 65 churches. 100% no cost to any of the people. We hosted egg drop events for thousands of people to come. Kids fest for hundreds of people to come. We served hundreds of Thanksgiving meals, partnering with a restaurant, opening up the doors of a restaurant so that the, the meal is prepared, people come sit down at tables, and we gave them Thanksgiving meals absolutely free. We gave away cupcakes. We gave back-to-school supplies. We did free haircuts. We gave thousands of hot dogs 
Tons of popcorn, water. We served hundreds of kids in Juarez, Mexico for Christmas. We fed our entire police department. I could go on and on and on of the things that you have done and you have sacrificed for so that more people could experience the heart of God. Our Vine Network out of our church, many of you may not even know we do this, but we ordain pastors and we endorse military chaplains to help them go and to serve our country. All across our country are pastors who are living their life on purpose in ministry through the covering of Vine Network that we host right out of the heart of this church. And none of this happens for free. It all costs money. Many people have sacrificed financially to make all of this happen. None of this that takes place happens without a cost. None of it magically shows up. None of it magically just appears. It's people sacrificing for the good of other people. This Building a Bigger Table campaign, I want to ask you this question. I want you to consider your sacrifice. What could you do over the next three years personally, above and beyond what we already do in our tithing and could you consider a sacrifice to help provide more seats and build a bigger table? Because I believe that the sacrifice of our life is worth it because of the value of people. They're worth searching for and they're worth sacrificing for. Listen, if 400 adults in our church would be very easy, if just 400 adults in our church gave $50 a person a month for the next three years, we could reach our goal. Or if 200 households just gave $100 a household, we could exceed our goal. Listen, I'm encouraging you this because I want to make it tangible. Sometimes we think these big things, this building a bigger table, sometimes we think it's, it's, it's impossible. We could never achieve that. What could I do? It's so little that we just invest and maybe we sacrifice for. I want to give you four things that I believe would help us prepare our heart for considering a sacrifice to build a bigger table and provide more seats. So how could I do it? I can decrease some things in my life. Maybe just a few, extra, a few less Starbucks runs. Those Starbucks runs every day, they, they add up. Or maybe one less dinner out each week. What could I decrease in my life so that I could increase the kingdom and the investment into eternity? What can I personally decrease my expenses to increase the number of seats I bring to the table? What could I delay in my life? What are you planning for right now that may be a great expense that you know is something that's going to vanish or disappear, it's not lasting? Something that maybe would be worth investing into eternity to put off that project or put off that thing. Maybe prayerfully asking God to delay those plans and that financial commitment. You can do more. Find creative ways to save money. I did this personally this year. I called a company and if you want to email me, I'd be glad to reference the company to you to, to shop all of my insurance. And I saved $1,200 this year. That's $100 a month. That's, that's, that's double the $50 an individual could do if 400 of us did it. Just in making a phone call, instantly, I saved $1,200 a year that I can redirect to the kingdom of God. Listen, maybe you could donate something. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not telling you this to, to brag. I'm not trying to say this out front. I'm not trying to make it anything that's not. But I'm just telling you, I'm invested in building a bigger table. I've got a car that, that I really love, uh, that, I, that I enjoy. I don't need it. It's an extra. I don't drive it much, but I sure do like to have it. 
but I'm going to sell it because I have another mode of transportation that I can drive every day. And as that car sits there, sure, I enjoy it. But as I look at that car for the last several months, God has told me that that is seats at a, at a table. That if we'll build a bigger table, if we'll sacrifice just a little bit, if we'll go searching, sacrifice for the cause, God's going to do some incredible things. I'm going to, I'm going to donate that car. I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to give it to the church. Maybe you've got some things laying around that maybe are some value. You could clean some things out and make a difference. So I believe that together we can do it. We can decrease. We can delay. We can do more. And we can donate. They're worth searching for. They're worth sacrificing for. And then number three, they're worth standing for. I want to read the last portion of this story that Jesus shared in Luke chapter 15. It says, when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I found my lost sheep. In the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and have strayed away. Notice, rejoice, my sheep is found. Call everybody together, throw a party because that's what Jesus does, that's what heaven does, that's what God does over one lost sinner. There's the one again. What happened to the lady? And when she finds that coin, She'll call her friends and her neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. Notice again, the one. People that are worth searching for, that are worth sacrificing for, are worth standing for. Heaven throws a party. Heaven stands in honor of that decision of your life to say yes to Jesus. I believe in honor. I believe in celebrating the good things of God. When my wife walks in the room, I don't get this 100% of the time, but I try. When my wife comes home and if I'm there first, I will stand in her presence to honor her, to hug her, to give her a welcome. I'm glad to see you. And she does the same thing for me. We honor people. If we're in a, in a place where someone is being awarded something or honored or celebrated, we will stand in celebration and clap for them. If a bride walks down the aisle, what do we do? We stand for that bride to honor her and to celebrate her. Listen, all of these people, the people you like, the people you don't like, the people that do good, the people that do bad, the people that smell good, the people that smell bad, all of the people, the crazy people, the sane people, they're all God's people. They're worth searching for. They're worth sacrificing for. And they are worth standing for. We're going to honor God's people. Church, I'm, 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 I'm asking you just to, to hear the heart of God today. Think about right now how God has changed your life. And if you're part of the Cultivate Church family, how has Cultivate Church impacted the life that you're living? How has Cultivate Church made a difference in your life to help cultivate the relationship and the life change that you've experienced? And I'm going to ask you this. What value do you place on that experience? In other words, if I could tell you today, did you know that for $50 a month, you could see life change happen in somebody's life? It would be worth that 50 bucks to know that somebody's going to experience eternity. What I'm saying today is that we have a moment to sit here 
opportunity in front of us to build a bigger table, to do something we've never done before so that heaven becomes a bigger place. So I want to ask you this final question. Jesus asked this to the shepherd. What will you do? I want you to write that down. What will you do? Say, well, Pastor, this feels kind of like a shakedown. It feels kind of, kind of shady. I'm not used to this at Cultivate Church. It's not that at all. I don't like those sort of things. And I'm not asking you about pressure. I'm asking you to pray and just ask the Lord. Because I believe it. Because I believe in the heart of God. Go, look everywhere. Bring them in so that my house will be full. We're going to provide more seats at a bigger table so that the house of God is full. And I'm going to search, I'm going to sacrifice, and I'm going to stand in honor of what God is doing in my life. And so I ask you today, what will you do? I want to pray for us, and here's, here's where I want to take you today. I believe I'm talking to several different groups of people. Number one, you may be watching and you don't have a relationship with Jesus today. And this is, this is far from you. But throughout this entire morning we've spent together, there's one thing that we share in common, and that's purpose. I'm asking you today, what is your purpose? Where are you today? If you, all the decisions you've made have been on your own, how has it, has it turned out? Is it everything you thought it would be? Have you experienced all that you thought you could experience? I would tell you God's got more. God's got purpose in your life. God not only wants to do something in your life, He wants to do something through your life. And I believe today that this is a great opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. And I know some of us are watching in here today and you know God. You've, you've experienced His life change. You've experienced the heart of God. And you've either got circumstances or situations or things in your life that are happening that have just discouraged you and you've kind of gotten away from chasing the passion and the purpose of God. And today I would say this is an alignment moment for us to take a step forward in saying yes to the call and the purpose of God on our lives. Maybe today God's calling us together. He's speaking to your heart to help build a bigger table. I want to pray for us today. Can we do that? Father, I love you. I thank you for all of my friends who are watching online right now. I pray for every person, God, that does not have a relationship with you. But today would say, today is my day. I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus. So Jesus, right now, we ask you to forgive us of our sin. We know that we have made mistakes and that we have made decisions that have separated a relationship with you. But today, we accept you and the sacrifice that you made on the cross for us by saying yes to you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us and for saving us. I give my heart to you today. And God, I pray for us, cultivate church, living life on purpose. God, speak to our heart. Remind us that people are worth searching for. They are worth sacrificing for. And God, if heaven stands in applause, they are worth standing for. God, grip our heart. Break our heart for what breaks yours. Father, today, may we all live life on purpose. Hear your voice speak to us as we build a bigger table. Jesus, we love you and we honor you. This is for you, this is from you, and it is about you. In Jesus' name.